you do on your summer vacation <laughs> how did you how did you end up do uh you know taking your break off um we spent a lot of time working on built writing a mega game yeah yes <laughs> yeah you know that's what we do doing mostly non-disney stuff um, <laughs> on our time off we do more work yeah yeah so uh so welcome back to hello wdw uh, your open source guide to tech in the Disney parks and beyond. And it has been an exciting summer oh for gosh. Disney and theme park tech. Um, so, yeah. So, like you heard at the top of the hour, we had been... The top of the hour. Jesus. <laughs> uh, we we've been busy on our our main side project, which is, uh, which is um, our company, Ironmark Games. So, we've been making games and doing things like that. Uh, but now we're back to to talk theme park tech. Um, as always, I am your host, Stefan Salvacruz, uh, software engineer and uh, summer camp counselor. And with me, as always, is Brian Stacy, technologist and... Um, uh, um, can of beans um i don't know that was a bad wet out american summer <laughs> joke <laughs> uh, that was good <laughs> yeah it's you know yeah that that was the most like i haven't watched the the new show yet the wet hot american summer show but apparently they try to like make sense out of that in some bad joke way so yeah. that's probably my equivalent um all right you know this seems fine um <laughs> So yeah, so we've been we've been doing a bunch of stuff um, over at IronMarkGames.com, trying to get ready for the fall. Uh, but we've also been prepping for our Disney trip coming up very shortly. Very very shortly. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're going to be in the parks uh, around mid September, then uh, you know shoot us a line, come say hi to us. Yeah. Uh, let us know that you'll you'll be there. So um, and what's really cool is that we're gonna hopefully have some episodes in the parks uh where we will be doing some audio um audio ness talking you know talking mid-ride no probably not that, like, <laughs> we'll be we'll be going around uh the parks and having some nice street atmosphere in our background so we will do our best yeah so that should hopefully be fun if there's technology involved in the food and wine expo we will find it yeah yeah i'd really like to like maybe do a recording of us going through the sorcerers of magic kingdom or something like that i don't know oh you know yeah uh and we have a couple of people who've never been to disney world ever so that also might be an interesting experience to have yeah. you know, on the show and see what people think um but that is for a later episode uh today we'll be talking about all of the crazy stuff that we missed over our break um so in the interim of of our month and a half two month uh hiatus there has been like an insane amount of uh reporting from different websites now being like oh yeah disney's putting out all these crazy patents um 
you know, I know your technology podcast is not running right now, but maybe we'll just re- talk about it now anyway. <laughs> like, ah, ah, where were you like two months ago? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I think it's time for us to go through those. Um, the first one I wanted to talk about was a, a very small, um, very small article on touring plans, actually. Uh, and it has to do with the average wait times for Soren and Midway Mania. So, uh, as we discussed last time we were here, um, Soren got its new Soren Around the World. Um, but before that happened, they also introduced the um, third hangar. So now there are three theaters inside Soren. Um, and similarly, they did the same thing to Toy Story Midway Mania, where they added a what I believe is a track specifically for Fast Pass. Um, so that that track only supports fast pass people like when you go into the fast pass line you go into a completely different um, room for Toy Story Mid- Midway Mania um, and uh, I'm mostly want to bring this up because from a technology standpoint it's uh, or from a statistical standpoint it's like really interesting that simply adding one room has dropped the times for midway mania and soaring down um to like historic lows according to touring plans yeah um so right now their toy story midway mania is seeing a 38 percent drop in wait times uh since they've introduced it um and soren's taking a 19 percent um drop in times uh and that's also considering the fact that they have a new show in that in that um in that area so it's it's a uh, very interesting stuff that like you know just adding one track actually does a lot for for the um for those rides because they're so popular you know um yeah it's really it's really crazy though i suspect some of the toy story uh, drop is also because there really isn't anything left to go to hollywood studios for yeah, but I, I feel like the the problem's always been that Toy Story and Soren have been like the only family friendly, super family friendly rides in those parks, right? Like, right? You know, like um, Great Movie Ride isn't necessarily like the best for the kids, you know, just because they're probably like, oh, what are all these boring old movies? <laughs> or you know? they get terrified by the, the alien. by the alien part. Yeah, exactly. So. So I feel like the, that's why historically those those waits have always been super long. Because when you look yeah. at the uh, same rides over in Disneyland, um, the wait times are nowhere near the wait times that we see, um, right. you know, uh, on the west on the east coast. So I think there's, you know, I think it's saying something for sure that even even with a even considering the lower park attendance that they've been seeing over the summer that that. Um, the the wait times are still dropping um comparably is is pretty significant so yeah and awesome news yeah yeah especially for for those two rides because because i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i ever want to wait like two hours for toy story midway mania like it's <laughs> I, I would never wait that uh, long for any ride <laughs> well maybe a revive a uh returned maelstrom but that's oh okay. really <laughs> if they somehow magically brought it back <laughs> if they bring somehow. that back 
then I might wait two I, hours like, just to go on it one last time. I agree with you. Although, like, I don't know. There hasn't been a thing that I've been really interested in that has had that long of a wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like when Star Wars comes out, that's going to be the test, right? It's like, are we really going to wait two hours for this ride or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I think I've waited pretty close to that long for Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. When we went... I think we only waited an hour, a little more than an hour, because it was like the first thing we did. Right. Um, and that was only for um, Forbidden Journey. Uh, when we right. went When we went to Gringotts, uh, the only reason it took a long time for us to get on was um, because it kept breaking down. It was so new. <laughs> um, but that being said, it was still only like, I would say, maybe an hour wait, um, probably. Right. So it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Um, we actually, we went through the queue so quickly when we went that we didn't even get to like hang around inside the, the main hallway of Gringotts. So we kind of like rushed through and we were already downstairs by the time, uh, (laughs) by the time the ride stopped working. So, so yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really good news on, on that front. Uh, moving on, on our fancy tech journey can, can we talk about my favorite patent yes please the one that the one where they want to track people by taking pictures of their shoes yes i re- <laughs> so, <laughs> might be the most ridiculous and yet genius idea yeah I've ever heard. <laughs> because it's like i mean i i like it it baffles me because because how <laughs> how accurate can you be with like shoe management like there's only so many shoes in the world that like yeah, but the different scuffs and dirt patterns. But are they getting that high, like it's high def? Be like a whale's tail, it'll <laughs> be identifiable. That I mean, oh man, I guess I see, I see legions of little tiny robots, like on Star Wars, mm-hmm. just scurrying around <laughs> photographing people's shoes. Yeah, maybe that's all that those those robots were doing. Where they were just <laughs> taking pictures of feet. <laughs> and and sending it up to you know headquarters and it's like t2869 is not at his post he's you know in the cafeteria eating <laughs> eating space nonsense <laughs> um exactly. yeah yeah it's like i i don't even know it's it's so crazy i mean you figure we everyone at wdw already has wearables right, right. so like they already know effectively where you are so long as they have like a wide area frequency to pick you up. But I guess, I mean, mean, you can get just the RFID card. That's true. And that kind of pulls you out of their, their tracking. That's true. I guess is kind of the point of, of the shoe system. (laughs) So I think, well, of the, of the RFID card. So I think the people, getting those cards are going to be disappointed to hear that there's a different way to track them <laughs> that, that, that disney has a weird like thing that they're going to try and use yeah. yeah for sure as ridiculous as it seems it probably is the one unique thing that they could use to track people. sure sure because because of the things like like dirt splotches and mm-hmm. scuffs and and things mm-hmm. like that and i mean like i'm sure even flip-flops would, would end up being better although i don't know what they're they're doing <laughs> yeah in terms of I'm that not sure but <laughs> i don't know um it it is fascinating um 
I, I almost feel like the magic bands probably give a better large scale interpretation of crowd movement. Yeah, I like, think so. so. So one of the other things that is really fascinating about touring plans is that, um, Len, if you're listening, hit me up. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get some sponsorship going. <laughs> this is well, like the fifth time an, I brought him up. Maybe just an interview. Yeah, an interview. interview would be great, yeah. Um, but the interesting thing they figured out was prior to um, touring plans taking over the unofficial guide, uh, the way that they were doing kind of guessing at wait times was they were figuring out ride capacity. They would say, you know, um, if Space Mountain is running four cars, four cars supports um, 12 people um, and dispatch sends out a car every two seconds. So assuming four cars times two seconds times 12 people, et cetera. And then you can figure right. out um, an hourly throughput. Um, but it turns out from a, from a um, scheduling perspective from the, from an individual person, it was easier to just simply check the wait time and tell you based on this wait time, how long you should, like what's the what's the best output for the amount of time you'd be waiting in any given location right uh and that gave you a much better estimate of like the amount of the efficiency that you can take from being part of a ride um or trying to get around everywhere right right so i'm wondering if like maybe maybe that approach i don't know what they're doing at disney but maybe that approach would be a bit easier for them to manage or to take a look at and say like, well, we need to flatten out wait times across the board, not just say, you know, we can't add a new track to every ride that exists because there's a new, you know, because there's a 45 yeah, minute wait. Or just not enough space or money to yeah. do that. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder like, to me, that feels like this shoe thing kind of feels like overkill, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. I think it might just be a, a another data point to add to all yeah. of the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine that the I mean their big data stuff has to be just as crazy yeah as as you know, it's certainly the biggest um city style you know, urban urban data management that you'll see on the planet. I don't think anyone else has that level of detail in terms of yeah. uh you know population movement and stuff like that so um so yeah it'll be very interesting to see um and we're not even halfway through the crazy stuff that we saw <laughs> so um all right so next up speaking of star wars right um disney has a patent that basically shows that they're able to have a receiver read in the reflection of an LED laser light uh, against a lightsaber type device. So, did you uh, did you take a look at this? Yeah, this, this is so cool. Yeah, this is probably one of the craziest things they're doing because because you're effectively saying like it's light on light, so all of that stuff should be kind of absorbed into blankness. You know what I mean? Like they're from a from a physics perspective it's it's kind of difficult to differentiate that from on a 
computers from a computer's perspective trying to figure out right. if it bounced off of an object you know yeah uh but it seems like they're they figured out a way to bounce off um infrared light so that when it strikes the led it comes back and uh activates um activates the reader inside the activates the controller inside whatever is shooting off the the laser so so effectively they you know disney can do a similar thing for little jedis like they do with um like disney i mean universal does with the harry potter wands and kind of make a sort of like luke skywalker style training experience um for for the guests yeah i i mean i think the the tech is cool Mm. but i was having a hard time imagining how they would use this in the park yeah like it's such a personal thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that how many how many people would ever really get to experience this right i mean ultimately i i feel like this this feels like a shoe-in for the jedi training academy yeah like instead of fighting instead of fighting a uh like darth vader you would you would see a probe droid and kind of shoot that down giant probe droid drones right how how cool would that be right exactly um so so that would be interesting to see um but yeah i don't know like maybe it's a thing where like like in the harry potter world um it's kind of just like open laser points where if you happen to have a lightsaber with you and you bounce it back then it reacts in some sort of way Oh, you know. I'd like to see them. I'd love to see them find a way to incorporate it into some sort of ride or attraction, yeah. Yeah. You know, similar to to Toy Story, uh, to Midway Mania, right? And that, and there's that's not to say that they couldn't. You know, the certain certainly the um, the ride through the Death Star, or whatever, yeah. um, one they're doing there. You know, if if they gave everyone some sort of lightsaber style apparatus that could work. Um, but that's also close quarters, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how that might be feeling, you know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, basically. Um, but uh, I think one of the things that I'm I'm kind of interested in is the idea that maybe maybe they'll move to more like intimate experiences through some sort of um, movement of people, you know. Right. Um, basically. Uh, one of the one of the things that me and Darla go to a lot is a show called Sleep No More, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the show. Maybe um, I don't think we have. Uh, but it's it's interactive theater. We we joke that it's kind of like Disneyland for adults because it's very adult <laughs> for for one thing. <laughs> um, but one of the most fascinating things they do is like one on one experiences, where um, you know throughout the show you're going you you're not sitting down you're actually walking through a five-story hotel uh, this hotel is really a warehouse that they made up to look like a hotel and the actors are roaming around the rooms and so you follow them around the rooms and what they'll do every so often is if you catch an actor's eye they'll actually perform a scene um with just you like they'll uh-huh. close the door on everyone um else and then you get a monologue where you effectively are one of the people in this story because they're oh, talking directly cool. to you. Um, and it's it's really intimate and, 
you know, the first time you do it, it's like scary as hell. You're like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but uh, I bring it up because what's fascinating, especially when you look at something like um, uh, Ollivanders, right? Is that Mm -hmm. they're trying to do a similar experience, but they're trying to do it with enough throughput, of course. So only one kid gets to do that at a time. Yeah. Um, But it's clearly, you know, they are looking for an intimate experience that, um, that people can enjoy. Um, and, and what I was seeing is that, you know, especially if you're staying at the, uh, hotels and you get that extra, that early, early entry to universal, um, you know, usually everyone runs to forbidden journey and no one is at Ollivander's. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can like walk into Ollivander's and literally have an experience where it's just you and that's cool. Um, and Ollivander's, Ollivander, Ollivander. <laughs> um, but I mean, right? I mean, that's pretty crazy. And I, I think Disney could do a similar thing where not necessarily needing an actor to like interact with you, but maybe something where you can do something more intimate, where in different corners of the park, you kind of act as a as a a jedi you know right like figuring out how to make pre-shows even more intimate instead of it being like 20 people in a room you cut it down to like 10 people in a room or six people in a room um and then give them an experience that kind of seems more like a unique experience where you did this thing alone and everyone else is kind of doing their own thing oh that would be really cool yeah so, um, just the thought, especially with this technology, cause, cause like you said, it is very, uh, personal, like obviously right. it's one lightsaber that's affecting this one drone. So, so we'll see. Um, but, but yeah, it's very, uh, very fancy tech, very, very cool <laughs> stuff that they're doing with that. Um, and I think the last thing we want to touch on this week is the, uh, speaking of Harry Potter, is the patent they submitted for a video game style attraction. Um, and and everyone is pointing it towards Harry Potter uh, specifically because the patent uses the word wands. <laughs> like that's the, that's the controller. That's what they call the controller in the patent. Right. So there can't, you know. <laughs> oh, there can't possibly be yeah. anything else we would I, call wands. Yeah, exactly. I, you know. <laughs> maybe it'll go into the simpsons ride who knows but like (laughs) you know it's probably a good hypothetical it's a good good guess um but this is this is really talking about like making a choose your own adventure style ride yeah that's amazing that's amazing yeah that's the really interesting stuff you know um what what it seems like it it's trying to do is figuring out a way that you can um make a decision based on your wand action you know like right. if the wand gives you the ability to shoot uh in the example here like a freezing spell then the freezing spell means that you would go down path b instead of path a right uh, and if you did a different spell you'd go down you know path a um so i i think you know sh- removing the game aspect of it the choose your own adventure part is is already super fascinating yeah that's yeah Yes, without anything else, that would be a huge improvement. Like, yeah, you, absolutely. Uh, like, if you think about, like, Mission Space, the, the only thing I've always been, like, 
the only thing I don't like about that ride is really the the fact that you don't have to do any of the button presses. <laughs> right. Like, it's it's effectively on rails. Yeah. You're not actually controlling anything. Right. Right. Exactly. And it would be really interesting to see like um I'm not necessarily failure cuz obviously, you know, this is a uh theme park and people want to succeed and right. What but have you, but, but a different but different endings would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um so so yeah, and I I'm I'd be curious. I guess it's way easier when you have a set of screens that can can dynamically change based on your set of selections, right? It, I I can't imagine them using like um you know, real sets and then physically turning you down different paths, although I don't know. Um you know, maybe they would be able to do that in some way. Yeah, I guess, I guess they could in a with a limited, you know, with a limited decision tree for each. Uh, yeah. Each track. Yeah, and when when you think about it, like even like test track is kind of doing that now with personalized with the personalized cars. Right. So so there is while there's no different tracks per se, there is a sort of um, a story that's being built outside of the ride based on you know your ability to make cars or whatever right um what's your do you do you know your like top score on that, that ride? um i actually haven't ridden test tracks since oh it to really that format it's fun i think we were, we were talking with some other friends who are gamers and uh uh disney fans and i think the trick is is max efficiency Really? Because I think if you get the most points in efficiency, um, you're able to, you're effectively maxing out the other features. Like higher efficiency also means that you have a higher power technically. Okay. Or you're you're getting more power out of the system than you should be really. Um, because you can have a higher efficient car that gives you a decent power rating but if you try to max out power you don't get you're almost guaranteeing a very low efficiency meter right okay so, well, um, this sounds like something we can easily test yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely gonna be and something we, we can try bring back a, the secret hint to winning mm -hmm. at test track yep yeah <laughs> so i think the our our friend had the top score of the week when he went so it's nice. got to be pretty uh pretty good uh so yeah i think i think that wraps it up for for right now right yeah those were our those were our big uh big yeah. events to talk about yeah exactly and it, it's crazy because this is this is effectively three patents uh that were unveiled you know within a set of two months so um the the theme park battle is is raging onward really <laughs> yeah um so it'll be exciting to see and we're only going to start seeing the first iteration of some of this stuff with avatar which is you know stuff that we saw patents for years ago right yeah exactly these so. are these the the final result of these patents could still be years away mm -hmm. yeah so we will see um we will see all of this hopefully very soon and hopefully we'll see you in the parks um 
you know, in September. So we'll we'll still be on our regular weekly schedule, but um, you know, we're we're gonna throw a couple more episodes in the can. We'll we'll <laughs> talk about them, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions or topic ideas email us at hello wdw podcast at gmail.com uh we are on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash hello wdw that's where you can find all of our past episodes um some of them are are doozies um <laughs> yeah and do you think we should get a facebook i feel like facebook is is cool for groups and stuff like that i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're being we're being cool by not having Facebook. Maybe, maybe we have we're, a Tumblr. Yeah, we have a Tumblr. We have a Tumblr. What all the cool kids use now, anyway? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. But <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I do Instagram? like. Do we need an Instagram? Is that? Oh gosh. So the other kids love. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of doing is doing like um, YouTube videos of our trip. You know, kind of oh. just doing like fun recordings and uh, messing I, I really, around with that. I but really have a face for podcasts. That's you know, it's. <laughs> I think it's it's about the adventure because like, I've I've been downing a bunch of, um, you know, YouTube videos of people just going on trips and right. and, um, you know, not to say that they're bad or anything, but they're they're very home movie i guess (laughs) well let's try it so i think it's fine i think it's fun um and i also want to do like just cool looking stuff i just want to make stuff look cool so you might see a youtube page who knows i don't know (laughs) yeah i think we should have i think we should get youtube and instagram before the trip yeah and uh you know instagram's got the new stories thing that's true that's true and instagram is pretty easy to do and i'm sure most of my followers on my regular Instagram, Instagram are tired of all my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll do that. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so let's 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 wrap this up and uh, bring it home. And I still don't have a catchphrase. I re- <laughs> yeah, we, we took an entire summer off. And we I still know. Have no, I did have an idea. No I had a great idea, and I could not remember it. Like uh, it, it didn't get onto our like. 90 different task management apps um before we can record again so so um so signing off drez something Um, (laughs) um be be safe wanding i don't know um don't smack anyone with your lightsaber yeah we should all like try and fool the system and all wear just white shoes. Like just <laughs> we're all just black shoes. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna make little cardboard blockers for my shoes. Who's <laughs> looking to know? You're the only one wearing the blockers. <laughs> like, oh, it's that guy. Not Can't if we all that. do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be one entity. It'll look like we're all over the place. Uh, so, so until tomorrow. Uh, May your dreams come true. <laughs> uh, or something like that. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.